0: to Lanhee Chen next hour about politics. We're trying to figure out what we want to ask him about, but uh, he's always a a good listen, and if you don't hear that, grab the podcast at um, armstrongandgetty.com. I was watching a little of the funeral yesterday uh, of John Lewis, Representative John Lewis, a true civil rights hero. Uh, No doubt about it. And you had three presidents speak there yesterday. Bush... Clinton and Obama. That's a pretty big deal.
1: It is indeed, yeah.
0: Man, um, Bush and Clinton looked old. Well, Obama looked old, too. They all looked old. but mm, Probably because they're old. Yeah. Well,
1: um. Time remains undefeated.
0: Uh, I was wa- watching at the very beginning. They had this woman named Jennifer Holiday, and I only saw it. I didn't hear it. I assume she's a great singer, singing Only What You Do for Christ Will Last, singing the song, and And I was thinking about how interesting it is that the Democratic Party has been able to hold together all these years, you know, people that don't agree at all on some of the biggest questions in the world. Mm-hmm. In, you,
1: in fact, the, vehemently disagree.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's interesting that if you're a, a, a white Christian, you're just kind of a mouth-breathing nut who believes in fairy tales. Right. But if you're a black... From the Democrats' point of view. From the Democrats' point of view, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of atheists running the left wing of the, the Democratic uh, Party. and But uh, but but coexist with the, 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 the black, very religious crowd. Mm-hmm. Regular churchgoers... You know the whole funeral that Jesus this and Jesus that. I mean, just regularly, um, it's it's amazing that that's been able to hold together. I always I always think that that, that can't ha- happen much longer. Sure,
1: especially the progressive wing of the Democratic Party is absolutely atheist and secularist and 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 contemptuous of religion, and yet then they go to John Lewis's funeral or something like that and they adopt the fake accent and they clap along to the music and the yeah, rest of it. And yeah. And and black America falls for
0: it? I guess. uh, Or, I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what, I feel like it's racist to a certain extent, and then it's a a little like you're going to an exhibit of of a different culture and everything like that, and kind of like tasting the foods and enjoying their music or whatever. Isn't that charming? They believe uh in a god, you know, that sort of thing. Where where you just, because they don't, you know. I don't know, but it seems to work. And the, and the black crowd, you know, polls show this, not real cool with the whole gay thing that much, and uh, and it all, it all fits together as a party. I always think that's going to explode, but it hasn't in my lifetime. Yeah. But seeing that level of religiosity, religiosity, yesterday in the funeral, I thought, man, there's so much of the left that just hates this, but nobody ever says it out loud. Mm-hmm. Well, the Democratic Party
1: has famously been a weird and difficult-to-explain coalition of various grievance groups and identity groups. And and it hangs together
2: because they say, all right, I'll help you with that, you help me with this. I think it's also a bit of a side effect of the two-party monopoly duopoly, two-party duopoly on Mm -hmm. American politics, where there's a lot of people that are rounding up or down a lot of their values in order to fit into one of the two teams that they think right. has a chance to win.
1: So when my 20-year-old daughter and I were chatting about political theory, life, and love the other night for nigh on two hours, which was incredibly enjoyable, uh, she had just learned from one of her favorite professors who she's doing a research project for about the German political system. And for all of my study of German language and culture and history and the rest of it, I'm not very up at all on their political system. They so
0: parliamentary
1: or... Well, here's, they have two houses. The one is elected uh, directly.
0: The House of Schwarzenegger.
1: Exactly. And then the second house, the House of Sch- Sch- Wiener Schnitzel, is. Um, <laughs> I thought it was David Hasselhoff. It's proportional. No, he is their king. <laughs> um, Stop it! <laughs> it's proportional based on how many people belong to whatever party. The idea being. And I'll go ahead with a a part of the United States I'm very familiar with. Uh, In the the Bay Area of California, for instance, if it's 60% Democrat and 40% Republican, the Republicans will never, ever win an election. They will have no representation. Although they are clustered in certain towns, and the town might have representation. Representation, But on a state level, they will never get any representation, though they be 40% of the population. And so the German system is, and they have more parties than two, but essentially, in this other house, the House of Wienerschnitzel, uh, there, 60% of their representatives would be Democrat, but 40% would be Republicans, because 40% of the people want that. And uh, and it's really complicated the way it's apportioned and all, but I thought that was an interesting system, and it, it would tend uh, to lessen um, certain uh, extremist urges, I think, because you you feel more represented. Now they got some nut job parties that have five ten percent of of the representation there, but you know they get to. I just thought it was an interesting system. I, our two party, I'm sorry, two house system and two party system, I think, is really broken really dysfunctional, getting uglier and uglier. Barack Obama, yesterday at John Lewis's funeral, said something I never thought I'd hear from a former president.
0: Do we have a clip? Do we have a clip? I think there's a clip. Is there a clip?
1: (laughs) Oh, there it is, 33. Hit it.
2: By ending some of the partisan gerrymandering so that all voters have the power to choose their politicians, not the other way around. And if all this takes eliminating the filibuster, another Jim Crow relic, in order to secure the God-given rights of every American, then that's what we should do.
0: A relic of the
1: Jim Crow
0: era. Hey, I never heard that argument. I'll have to do a little research on that. Why? How is the filibuster uh, because you could stop all civil rights legislation? Well, that may indeed be. Because that is what happened
1: for a long time. But... Iron was developed to bash in people's heads, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't use iron if it's become useful for many things and indeed is a good, solid invention. The filibuster, the idea of it is no side can pass anything insane just because they have a minority. They have to persuade 60 senators that, I might not love it, but it's not going to kill the country, so go ahead. Have a majority,
0: you mean? Just because they have a majority? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, if they have 50, what did I say? Minority. Oh, that's an odd way to say it. Yeah, um, the opposite of what I mean. It's got to be hard to follow. (laughs) Uh, I'll never be here again, by which I mean I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Anyway, yeah, just a a simple minority, majority, is um, you could pass anything through the nut job House of Representatives, and who's going to argue with me that they really should not be trusted? And then 51 votes in the Senate, that's a terrible idea. I was. Although both parties have been abusing the filibuster power in recent years. Oh, no doubt. No Absolutely.
0: doubt. Absolutely. No doubt. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe that's the natural reaction to, to that. If you're going to hold up everything and just never let us do anything, okay, then this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Mitch McConnell says he's against it. It'll be interesting to see, um, if the Republicans hold on to the Senate, I don't think it'll happen. If the Democrats take over the Senate, will they, will they change the rules? And then, and then what will that look like? Will all that stuff pass? And how will the Republicans react? I don't know. I, Maybe I, they'll
1: I, go Oregon uh, state legislature. Where the Republicans just headed for the hills and refused to show
0: up so they couldn't get a quorum. <laughs> um, I was surprised, uh, as as Brett Baer said yesterday on Fox, and he's a pretty even player, if a Republican had turned a funeral into a political speech like Obama did, they'd be getting killed in the media. Oh, of course. For that. Yep. Um, uh, you know, start talking about uh, eliminating the filibuster and stuff like that in the funeral. That's that's a, that's
1: interesting. But oh, yeah. I, somebody starts hammering on getting rid of affirmative action at a funeral.
0: If if the trump campaign is smart they'll they'll capitalize on that and put it in ads look they they believe that this is a core belief for joe biden And uh, and the Democrats to eliminate the filibuster. If they do that, these are all the things that will pass if they take over the Senate. Trump has called for the end of it too, though, because the Democrats use it. So that makes it more difficult. Absolutely makes it a uh, heavier lift. (laughs) Yeah. And McConnell held back against it to his credit. Mm -hmm. Well, Uh and most Americans can't name the three branches
1: of government. Never mind what the The filibuster is.
2: The Santa Maria, exactly. Exactly. And the Wiener schnitzel.
1: Um, so <laughs> these are yeah, all good. F- points. Forget it. Uh, okay. The Republicans can run on uh, ending the filibuster, would be a disaster. The Democrats are going to run on we're going to give you stuff. I'll give you one guess who wins. Mm. Goodbye, sweet America. This noble experiment in liberty, self governance, and the natural rights of man has been a good time, but it is ending, and we bid
0: you goodbye. Wow. French's mustard beer is now a thing. On a lighter note, we'll bring that to you. They've got a new way of making chocolate chips. You should know about before you see your first one and, and react, to a recoil in horror. What is black fishing? What? And it, should you be afraid of it? Is it like sea lioning?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't even remember what that is. And uh, <laughs> oh, and a, an alleged controversy over the blue uh, live the thin blue line flag. Okay, That is a great illustration of the the phoniness and dishonesty of a lot of the activists running around these days. Good stuff. It'll really help you get your counter-arguments in order, I think. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah. That's always good. On the way.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Pumpkin spice latte. This is a whole season and a cup of coffee.
0: That one sent me to the moon. You know, I'm waiting for the pumpkin latte. The pumpkin spice latte or PSL. Uh, and the pumpkin spice latte, have you had it? Holy cow. No, it can't be pumpkin spice latte time at Starbucks. It's hundred
2: degrees where I live. Yeah, well, it's no, the summertime. They made the announcement that it will return. So, oh, and yeah. somebody repeated it. Yeah, narrate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Make them buy
1: advertising, you fools.
0: It's just it's, uh, struck me as odd. Um, <clears throat> they've changed chocolate chip cookies, and you should know this before you encounter one and in recoil in horror. They're going to look different than they've ever looked your entire life. Really? So stay tuned for that. Uh, If 2020 isn't terrible enough. (laughs) A big topic for me is the whole school thing because I have school-age kids and I think it's going to be a disaster. Well, as I hammer over and over again, it was a disaster last time. Let's not pretend it wasn't. So unless it's completely different, that's not good. But anyway, here's the CDC director in a hearing talking about it yesterday.
2: Yes, I think it's important to realize that it's in the public health best interest of K-12 through students to get back in face-to-face learning. There's really very significant public health consequences of the school closure. We're seeing an increase in drug use disorder as well as suicide in the adolescent individuals. So I do think it's really important to realize it's not public health versus the economy about school opening. It's public health versus public health of the K-12 to get these schools open. We've got to do it safely.
1: That sounds like the Armstrong and Getty show, except uh, none of the tasteless humor. That's what we've been saying for the longest time. There are multiple aspects of public health we need to be looking at, including, you know, poverty, despair, not getting your, your cancer screenings done. The idea that it's public health versus uh, the stupid president. Good gracious, this is all too important to be that dumb. Why
0: is a restaurant open but not a school? What is the thinking there? How is a restaurant more essential than a school? It is fuzzy at
1: best. Restaurants serve food. You will die if you don't eat, and they don't go beyond that. So we have to let food happen. Well, we have to let school happen too. Schools are clearly essential. Anybody with a lick of sense knows that.
0: They're, they're, I can't believe this is actually happening. The teacher, the teachers' unions are actually shutting down schools and are going to pull it off, yeah. have, have pulled it off. It's incredible.
1: Yeah. I love so much of what Trump has done, but I got to admit, I'm frustrated in topics like this. If there was a strong, eloquent, sensible argument from the White House, I mean, really laying it out, um, it would be very persuasive. I'll bet Pence could do that. Uh, yeah, I wonder if he could. He probably could. Um, just because when I hear people discussing it, it never gets past, like, kindergarten-level discussion of, well, we want to keep the kids safe. Then nobody steps up and points out, well, the, the the number of children who are actually threatened by this virus, practically none. Skateboards are 50,000 times more dangerous than the coronavirus to a child. The kids are going to be fine. If you told the parents that, showed them the stats... Had Dr. Redfield or Dr. Fauci or somebody point that out, you would get a little further down the road to the discussion. But because, like everything, it's become Trump versus anti-Trump, the discussion never moves forward. It's so frustrating to watch. And the teachers' unions are brutally dishonest about all this stuff. And, and look, they have a legitimate uh, need to protect their, their teachers. Uh, but everybody's interested in protecting the teachers. And you can't tell me. For, I was watching uh, the news yesterday. We have this probe going to Mars. It's astonishing. I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh, the most advanced probe ever. It has uh, uh, elevated cameras. It has microphones. It has a helicopter it launches to get aerial photography. We're going to get astounding data it's going to drill down it's going to find ancient life under mars it has technology that's going to help us convert the carbon dioxide on mars into pure oxygen so we can send people there and they can breathe i mean unbelievable stuff it's the stuff that makes you excited to be an american but you're telling me we can't figure out how to keep a teacher safe in a classroom of course we can but nobody's that i I haven't heard the discussion get as far as I just laid out in, like, 45 seconds on the public stage. Have you, I mean, a good reasoned, no. balanced
0: discussion of this? And I know of some schools, uh, two in particular, one private and one public, that uh, they were ready to go. They were comfortable doing it. Right. The state told them they can't. They were comfortable doing it. They had the employees ready to go. They knew how they were going to set up the classrooms. They were ready to pull it off, and the state won't let them.
1: We got this great email from uh, she signs off Mrs. Prissy Pants. Uh, it's beautifully researched. She is super distressed about her kids and what they're not learning, and their depression, and the rest of it. Heck yeah! And was looking for alternatives and trying to figure out what to do. And so she decided, I'm going to look for a charter school that's going to be open, um, and and get those kids into class. Well, she found out none of them are taking any more kids. And, and she wondered why, and she dug a little deeper. In short, free public charter schools were notified notified by Governor Gavin Mussolini of California that they would be funded based on pre-pandemic enrollment. So it's a sneaky way to force parents to either pay for private school um, or just homeschool and, and distance learn. You can't go to an alternative school because they won't get any funding.
0: Well, as the Wall Street Journal, uh, their argument is, that uh, the teachers' unions are horrified at the idea of people going to other kinds of schools and them pulling it off because they'd be embarrassed. They would be pantsed. Everybody would realize, oh, you can do school if you're just not you. And I guarantee you they could pull it off. And the public schools have more money than private schools. Most people don't realize that they Mm they have way more money going per student to a public school than a private school.
1: Right. So that is why your governor has forbid you from seeking alternatives. He can't let his allies be pantsed. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Four second difference. The <laughs> on the floor. Goes on this and puts it up on it.
0: 16 from LeBron. Men ended up being the game winner. LeBron James is still LeBron James. The NBA is back with an eight-game season and then a regular playoffs, full-on regular playoffs. None of the weird stuff Major League Baseball is doing with adding teams and the fourth guy in the outfield and all the different stuff they're throwing. In,
2: in the preseason scrimmages, LeBron had some gray in his beard. I was disappointed to see that he dyed that out for the regular season oh, really? start. Yeah. I think that'd be a cool look. I, I, yeah, I just think. go full gray beard. Uh, A couple of your headlines. An odd look.
1: The NBA is dead to me, by the way. I'd like to stand up for people who are so disgusted by how political it's
0: become that they won't watch anymore. I am with you. Hmm. Um, (laughs) The CARES Act, six $600 per week that people were getting who are out of work. That expires today for millions of Americans. The Senate adjourned for the week without reaching consensus on the next stimulus bill. So we'll see where that goes.
1: And, of course, the media is blaming the Republicans for not having their plan ready. Of course, they do have a plan ready, but it is so wildly different from the Democrats. There's practically no room to compromise, at least for a while, until they... uh, Here's what happens. They'll not do anything until Americans get madder and madder and madder, and both parties will keep an eye on the media and the polls to figure out who's getting blamed, and the team that's getting blamed will suddenly find... uh, uh, motivation to, to to negotiate. So that's how it works. Exactly. Hmm. So you get screwed in the meantime, friends. <laughs>
0: With quarterly earnings coming out this week, there was a lot of bad news for a lot of companies. Not these. Amazon and Apple both both posted strong earnings yesterday, sending shares up. The iPhone uh, company, Apple, declared a stock split. So uh, yeah, well, I understand why Amazon did so well. Why was Apple up during the COVID? I could see needing a new iPad or something. People working from home. Yeah. They upgraded their home situation. I'll bet that's what it is. Yeah. Oh. And just more home, you know, home entertainment all the way around. Yeah. And Dr. Apple, Fauci. Apple, they're a streaming thing, right? i bet a bunch of people yeah. subscribe. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I can't remember if we hit this yesterday or Can not. Can I do one more tech note? Yeah. Got this great note from,
1: uh, uh, well, I'll just say Al uh, Anonymous. Guys, I'm surprised you didn't connect the dots between Zuckerberg's courageous China answer yesterday. Who owned, Because at the big tech hearing, the two of the high-tech cowards refused to say China steals technology from American companies. Zuckerberg said, it's well documented that they do. And then Bezos said, well, yeah, not from me, but yeah, I've heard that. I heard that in the street once, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's the context of this note. I'm surprised you didn't connect the dots uh, behind Zuckerberg's courageous China answer yesterday. Who owns Instagram? Facebook. Which platform knocked Instagram off its prom queen pedestal? TikTok, who owns TikTok? Wait for it, China. China, and uh, add in the fact that Facebook is almost entirely blocked in China. And Zuckerberg's answer was no less self-serving than the other three guys. Well, uh, listen, does
0: I would that per- sound? Does that make sense to you?
2: Oh
1: uh, yeah. At least you know it makes some sense
2: to well, me. Well, I, I was predicting before the hearings even started that Zuckerberg is trying to position himself as the American's answer to China tech creep. Um, and, uh, the, the hearing didn't make me change that hypothesis at all. I, I would say this to Al Anonymous. I would prefer that people do the right thing for
1: the right reasons, but if I can get them to do the right thing for the wrong reasons, I'll take it.
0: That reminds <laughs> me, I came across this tech wise yesterday, and this gets to the, uh, the hearing we were just talking about where the Democrats in particular. Uh, were uh, worried about the companies are too big and too powerful, and does the government need to step in to slow them down? And a lot of conservatives and libertarians hate that idea. You know, competition slows down. Uh, you know, somebody comes along and does it better. And um, somebody put this information out yesterday to make that point. Some headlines through the years. In March of 1998, and they even included the headlines from the various publications. March of 1998, this headline, How Yahoo Won the Search Wars. Yahoo got in early and established themselves as, you know, the Kleenex of searches. Uh, Google was founded that same year, by the way. Never heard of it. And uh, similar thing with uh, February 2004. Facebook was founded in 2007. So when Facebook was just getting off the ground, there was a headline in the Guardian. Will MySpace ever lose its monopoly? (laughs) Clearly no. These are pretty good points to make in this whole... They're so giant, something needs to be done. They're too powerful.
1: I do think you need to keep an eye out for illegal predatory practices, oh, of course,
0: but I'm not afraid of apple Apple's far from a monopoly. I think Amazon's the closest to it and yeah. and what they're capable of pulling off i saw I read an article the other day about how they um they get to keep the data I don't know if they steal it or just get it. You clicked a box, jump um. But anyway, they use the data on products, and they learn stuff about that product that the people that make that product don't know. And then they then Amazon creates a a, a one that's gonna beat it. You understand what I'm saying? Like I I have a a shoe. Yes, that's a bad idea. Jack shoe. Okay, a shoe. I have a shoe. I'm selling it on Amazon. They're getting all the data: who's buying the shoes, why they're buying the shoes, who it appeals to, and everything like that. Then they come up with something specifically, you know aimed at that person and they know precisely how to market it yeah they know exactly what that person's looking for yeah in, in a way that the the company that made it originally doesn't even know i wish i was
2: a third that smart <laughs> how is that different from grocery stores that have their own like cheaper brand of off quote-unquote knockoff fruit loops or whatever right like uh, i don't know that feels like the same thing to me the the grocery store knows what products are moving off their shelf they say hey looks like our customers in this neighborhood like this we're going to put our version of this on the shelf, display it right next to the regular Fruit Loops.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> knock off Fruit Loops. Uh, Oftentimes, this stuff tastes very, just as good. It's fine for me. It's yeah. exactly perfectly
1: yeah. the same. Life's short. Buy the real Fruit Loops. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I grew up on knockoff Fruit Loops oh, and yeah, stuff like sure. that. Yeah, And it's fine. Um, there, I don't know enough, really, to speak with any authority <laughs> on this, but really smart, uh, competitive practice kind of slides in a monopolistic practice in in a gray gray area you know if you're if you 're preventing other people actively preventing other people from being able to sell that 's a different thing than outsmarting them and The weird thing about Amazon it is at once a a wholesaler and a retailer and a manufacturer. And so, yeah, it, it would take somebody much more astute and uh, and uh, acquainted with the law than me to figure out at what point they become monopolistic. But yeah, they scare me a little bit. Although they're they're pissing people off, they are and these I, days. I, I keep I keep reminding myself, don't go to Amazon. Figure out another way.
0: Well, I already um, our family we definitely do because Amazon failed us enough times during the pandemic, and there are articles out there saying that's true for a lot of people that have now you know they check Targets. What's, uh, what, what can you do for me? online and Target or Walmart or whatever, they often have the product at a better price so I can get it faster. So going to Amazon first is, well, it's not the, always the smart thing to do. Yeah. Um, uh, one more of these that I thought was pretty good. <laughs> In November of 2007, the iPhone had just been released and hadn't quite caught on yet. November of 2007, Forbes had an article, Nokia, one billion customers. Can anyone catch the cell phone king? Right. Nokia in 2007, you know, who even remembered Nokia had a phone <laughs> since iPhone came out. So that's how quickly things can change if you have, uh, you know, real competition out there. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, last I
1: checked, Samsung was the biggest in the world. But uh, again, I haven't checked recently, so I haven't
2: checked recently enough. Yeah, Tim Cook said at the hearing yesterday, they don't have a dominant share in any of the the sectors that they're in. Their goal is to be the the best, not the most. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah. all for that. I'd put my life savings in BlackBerry. (laughs) (laughs) He loved the tracking ball. Enjoy
1: enjoy your work until age 75.
2: Combining
0: tech and uh, stuff that's not that important. Uh, An industrial engineer from Tesla has reinvented the chocolate chip. The chocolate chip is only the way it is for manufacturing purposes all these years it's just faster and cheaper to have those little drops come out on a conveyor belt and that's why chocolate chips are shaped the way they are well an engineer from for tesla says he come up he's come up with a way that tastes better and is easier to produce and it's going to be like a little flattened pyramid thing and they think that chocolate chips might become this from here on out and uh, so don't to be shocked if next time you see chocolate chips uh, that they're little flattened pyramids. There's and something charming about the droplet,
1: right? There's something natural looking about it. The little curl at the top? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, I need I one right now. Yeah. One.
2: <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> Hilarious. What kind of a joke is that? Yes, I will have a single chocolate chip, please. <laughs> Thank we're, you. We're, I, I'm, I'm repulsed for
1: some reason by the idea of a more industrial looking chip.
0: And a more efficient chocolate chip. Yeah, who asked for that? I don't know. Um, our house has uh, been gluten free for two days, two entire days. Getting mm-hmm. getting better at it. My wife made gluten free pancakes the night that I thought were fantastic. they were as good as any pancake I've ever
2: had. And how about I mean, the, the, the true judges. How did the ch- how did the kids like them?
0: Sam liked them. Henry w- wouldn't eat it, ah. but he doesn't. He doesn't ah. like any. He doesn't like change. I, I was trying to. I was trying to get him in the right mind space different is not worse. It might taste different. That doesn't mean it's worse. But he he, he has has his mind everything has to be exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. that's which is part of his OCD. Um uh, things can't change. All kinds of different things can't change. Yeah, no, but, that's um, that's not unknown among children. No, no, it's not. Yeah. But he can't let go of things. He's got so, so many of those that are just, uh, you know, where the bar of soap's got to be the you know, just the the oh, boy. Just a, a million things, but I think a lot of people have that problem that different is, if it doesn't taste exactly the same, works. worse. Like, well, like the pretend meat. Um, d- decide whether you think it tastes good or not. It doesn't have to taste exactly the same. That, that seems like an odd standard. Sure.
1: Yeah, I would agree. You might
0: even like it better. You don't know. But Anyway, we all feel like we're feeling better, and I hate to be one of those people. I was talking to somebody about the, the gluten-free yesterday, and she said, I know, my family's gluten-free. And she said, I was the person that rolled their eyes if somebody brought up gluten. All the time. Oh, geez. Another gluten Nazi. Right. Um, and she said they got in the gluten. So I don't know. I'm not going to preach it to anybody. But we're just trying to do it because my son's got various health problems and the doctor recommended it. But it ain't easy. It takes a lot of work. Yeah, that's I what know. I hear. We got eight million different bags of uh, different treats that we've bought for snacks and stuff like that. Some of them are great. Some of them are just like a torture. I mean, like you would <laughs> give them to Al Qaeda to make them talk. Oh, not good. <laughs> Not good. Oh, don't feed me another one of those.
1: Coming up, <laughs> the thin blue line flag. Ridiculous fake reversy being taken seriously by, you know, the usual suspect. Uh it's a great example of how these fake reverses work and how you can fight back against them. Uh stay with us, won't you? The Armstrong and
2: Getty Show. So I became very, very optimistic when everybody galvanized together because I know that's when change comes, when people galvanize and come together as one. That's when change happens. But um, lately I've been very, very concerned that the message is being hijacked by some other groups or uh, political um, ads and parties that are trying to stop the message of what we're asking for here is police reform. Right. So, yeah, I I was. But I'm worried now because of what I'm seeing.
1: It's uh, Tyler Perry, writer, director, actor. He went on to say, we don't need police that have that are under trained. And you've got to understand, I have really close friends who are police officers that I love dearly, who are really good people and have been very, very hurt by this as well. And that's what I want you to understand. Uh, He says we need police reform. We don't need to defund the police. We need to help the police. Um, I think we need the police. I know that we need the police. Uh, it's good stuff. It's informed stuff. It's a smart guy talking. Um, reform, yes, absolutely. Best practices, absolutely. Civil rights for everybody, 100%. Defund the police, dumb. Having said that, there is a fake reversi going on in uh, Massachusetts having to do with the thin blue line flag. You've seen it. It's a black and white American flag with one blue line. It symbolizes the importance of police and the the role they play and the danger they're in the rest of it. Um, and, uh, and, and a fake reverse he started and I think it's, it's just, it has all the uh, earmarks of the typical progressive fake reverse that I want to chart out for you after it's done. Uh, and enjoy the young activist uh, in it. I, I have comments on him too. Go ahead. Firefighters in Hingham, Massachusetts, say when they put thin blue line flags on their fire trucks, their intent was to honor a fallen police officer. But the black and white version of the American flag with one blue stripe running across has also been associated with white supremacist groups and Blue Lives Matter, a movement launched in response to the Black Lives Matter movement. So when college student Max Giaruso saw them flying, he asked town officials to take them down.
0: Blue line. It has become a political symbol, is um, a symbol of racism, essentially, in my opinion. And so, I was upset to see a publicly owned, taxpayer-paid-for vehicles flying a symbol that could make a lot of residents in this town feel uncomfortable.
1: First of all, uh, he's been listening to my enlightened wuss voice too much and is doing an imitation of me, doing an imitation of
0: him. Sorry, you call that your enlightened wuss voice?
1: That's, it's, it's been described by that uh, by others. I would not <laughs> embrace that term. I find it terrible.
0: Everybody's saying that.
1: Yeah. So a couple of things. Number one, the discussion of the flag itself. It's been tied to white supremacist groups. So What? If the Klan started using the rainbow flag, are the gay people going to give it up? Or are they going to say, no, that's our flag, it means gay rights, etc., etc.? You know, pick any symbol of any movement you want. When the Klan started using the cross, Christians didn't say, well, I don't know, why don't we go with I don't, a, a tic-tac-toe pattern or something. <laughs> oh, no! no dude, who cares? Let the lunatics do what the lunatics are going to do. That's not an argument for anything. The idea that, well, because the blue lives matter is a response to black lives. People get to think that. All right. Maybe it'd be better if we all sat down and chatted with each other and tried to understand each other. But people get to say blue lives matter. So that is not an argument for anything. And the third thing is, and here's the most important part of it. Damn college kid. He's up to his ears in critical race theory and all the stuff we've been talking about on the Armstrong and Getty show, where if you are not anti-racist, you are racist. What does anti-racist mean? It means tearing down the institutions of the United States because the United States was built on racism. It's 16, excuse me, it's 1619 project stuff. It's. The police are systemically racist. So to this kid, and he means it because he's been taught it. If it supports any institution of the United States, it's racist. He doesn't mean racist like you think a racist. He means in the new enlightened white fragility way. So all the good thinking liberals say, "Well, this young college boy seems sincere. Says this is a racist symbol, and we don't want to be racist." No, they have re I'm sorry, redefined the word racist to mean anything they don't like, and and they don't like the United States of America, and they're affiliated with Marxists and the rest of it. So fly the damn blue-aligned flag, fly it everywhere. Never discriminate. Never be a racist. Never deny anybody their civil rights. But fly that damn flag.
0: That was good stuff from Tyler Perry, the movie director. Yes,
1: yeah, perfectly sensible.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and it's a shame that in our polarized times, when people are feel like they're constantly under attack, it's difficult to be generous and say, you know, I am hearing some good points about the need for police reform. When people are constantly attacking you and calling you a racist for saying, whoa, 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 the cops are important and they're mostly good people. It's, it's tough to, to, to be that uh, conciliatory, but I think we need to be. I think angry people shouting at each other will get us nowhere. So good for you, Tyler Perry.
0: So one of the most obvious trolling of the media things that Donald Trump has ever done, and this is saying something because he's done a lot. A lot. I mean, he's really good at trolling the media and getting them to react to things he says, was tweeting out yesterday that maybe we should delay the election. And people jumped at the bait and discussed it all day long. Republicans and uh, Democrats and just uh, the media asked them all. And they all had to have a response. And then they played the response and responded on the responses. The question is, why did he do it? So, to my mind, he isn't he's not going to make any effort whatsoever to to change the day of the election. You can't. It's no, impossible. No, exactly. And everybody knows that, I think. Anyway, why did he do it? So there are some theories. It was 16 minutes after that horrifying economic news came out that we contracted by a third, which has never been heard of in the history of capitalism. We contracted by a third on an annual basis, 9% for the quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, was that why? Did they, Just he didn't want that bad political story to hang around all day long? That's not a bad idea. Make people talk about something else? Why remind everybody?
1: Yeah, I, I suppose it's funny. I wasn't horrified by that number. Um, I expected it mean, to be I mean, it was bad. eye-opening, but mm-hmm. I thought, yep, that sounds about right. And I think most people probably acted that way. But who knows with Trump? He throws something like that out virtually every single day. I was day.
0: wondering if maybe Bush, Clinton, and Obama all speaking uh, yesterday morning that he thought, I'm not going to let them be the soundbite of the day. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's that calculated. might be. Well, it has to be, doesn't it? I don't uh-huh. know. Who knows?